Welcome to the Econ Dev Show. We explore the strategies, ideas, and insights that are driving economic development forward into the future. You'll hear new insights from passionate EDs about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from attraction and retention experts about how to apply actionable strategies inside your EDO. We'll help take your organization, your community, and your career to the next level. Here's your host, Dane Carlson. Welcome back to the Econ Dev Show. Today we're here with Amanda Beatles. She is the Economic Development Director for the city of Chillicothe, Illinois. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dane. It's really nice to be here. Absolutely. Chillicothe, Illinois. I had to ask you in advance how to say that, how to pronounce that, but subsequently (laughs) I've discovered that there's a Chillicothe in Ohio and in Missouri and in Texas. Tell us about your Chillicothe. We might be the smallest of all of them. So our town is about 6,100 people, and it is a quaint little town. It is nestled between Route 29 and the river, so we're a river town. It's just a delightful place to be. Sure. For our listeners who aren't familiar with that part of the country, you said it's a river town. So what river is it on? It is the Illinois River. And just to navigate where we're located, we are about 150 miles southwest of Chicago and about 170 northeast of St. Louis. It takes us about two and a half hours to get to Chicago and takes us about gotcha. three hours to get I'm assuming th- are the, those are the big cities, but I'm assuming there are other cities that are of reasonable size nearby where you can mm-hmm. go and hit the Costco mm-hmm. or what have you. So we are about 30 minutes from Peoria, Illinois that has about 200,000 oh, okay. people. That's our closest okay. metro city. So. 6,000 people right there on the river. Describe the community. I'd imagine it's quaint. It's quiet. Tell it, What makes it special? So I think the most important feature there, we've got a lot of great features, but the most important is our historic downtown. And it runs about two and a half blocks. Uh, oftentimes when people come to visit it, they say, this looks straight out of a movie set. And I've had, we've had a lot of people tell us that. It has a cute little town theater, and that's owned by the Optimist Club, and that's a local club that donates all of its profits back into organizations for youth. So it's a really neat feature. So what drives the community? It's probably our small businesses would be the best. Another resource that's another business that is utilized is Caterpillar. There's about 3,500 employees there. They come from all over, but we, that's, we have quite a few of our residents also go there. Gotcha. That makes sense. So in researching uh, Chillicothe, I saw that uh, you had a TIF in your downtown and a tax increment mechanism in your downtown, and you had it for two decades. So, And it sounded like it, a lot of really great re- happened because of that, and it had become this um, sort of vibe. But now that TIF is... Sure. So that's, that's, all, that's, a, that's such a great question. So I started my position in May of 2019. And when I started, they gave me a job description and they said, hey, you've got some events that you've got to do. It's June, July, and August. And by the way, TIF is expiring. The first TIF is expiring in 2020. And the central business TIF is expiring in 2022. Get to work. Oh, okay. All right. Little did we know that in 
2020, not only did our TIF expire, but then we had COVID and that's when we switched just doing our best to help. It's instead of, it's just retention, just trying to keep those businesses alive and getting familiar with a lot of grants. And so after we got through that portion, our TIF, the TIF redevelopment plans, we had two to five per year. So when our plaza TIF closed, one of the things that I will give just a point to TIFs, both of our TIFs were touching. And that's really important because what that allows the municipality to do is be able to transfer monies from one to the other or transfer back if needed. But in this case, the more affluent one was the one in Plaza Drive. And then we were able to transfer the remaining amount of that into our central business tip. So that's where our historic downtown is. We did all of that. And then this, our central business tip was expiring this year. So what I did, even from 2019, I'm just knocking on doors. And first it was just knocking on doors to the central plaza people saying, hey, we've got these, we've got facades, we've got redevelopment, we've got all these programs. What do you want to do? I was so new to the job. I was able to get two redevelopment agreements done before it closed. And then as I increase and as I learn about my job on this central business, I made a list of every single business and everybody I could talk to. It was all about tiff, 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 tiff. And what ended up happening on March 28th, uh, it was like the last time we could, as a council, approve these tiff projects. We had 17 <laughs> in one day. So we went from, it was the craziest council meeting for me that I had ever experienced. So that was crazy. So we went from two to five a year to, oh my gosh, we have to get this done and we have to get it done now. And just really working hard to get that done. In the meantime, prior to it closing, about eight months prior, the council and the committee, the Economic Development Committee said, we should see if we can extend this. So I played dual roles. It's one side, I was working to extend it. So going to the taxing bodies, going to their meetings and really working with them, seeing if we could extend it, trying to meet their needs. And then the second part of that was, hey, if I don't get this extended or if our council doesn't get this extended, we got to close this. So you've got to make a decision and you've got to do it now. This is my, my drop dead date that you have to do it. So as a result, uh, 17 TIF projects will be developed this or will continue developing this year. It's what I, it's what I inherited. Right. So, so got to roll with it. So 17 TIF projects. How many businesses are in your central uh, business district? That is a great question. I have not, I've made the list of them, but I've not counted them. So let's, hmm, 30 to 50. So somewhere between half, somewhere between half to maybe a th total um, of businesses in, in here. That's, you know, that's pretty incredible. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. So how did you, how did you figure this all out? You, you started there in 2019 so my background is really in design, promotion, marketing, and business growth and business coaching. So I knew the basics of things. It was just now I needed to know how to get something approved through council. So really what I had to do was just learn the government way to grow businesses. So if you know how to grow one business, you can grow multiple. It just it's a, it's an expandable knowledge. 
So I just had to learn how I needed to take things through council. I needed to know deadlines. I needed to know how, how it works. So then I could help the businesses. So they don't know either. And I was learning along with them. It made it nice because it's easy to say, I'm not sure, but I can find that out for you. And we'll learn this together. Right. Right. So were there any resources you really relied upon? So for the local government, I relied on our office manager. We've got a great staff at the city of Chile, but I relied on, a lot on her to say, okay, here's my project. What do I need to do with this? How does this need to proceed? Um, and I had to learn that it goes through committee and then through council and sometimes back to committee. So I just had to that. And I just, the best part is just keeping whoever you're working with, just keep keeping them informed of the process. Well, in your position would, uh, all of this that they had to do now, all of these new procedures and, and policies that they had to follow. And, you know, having come into the role with a little bit of experience or, and knowledge about how businesses, they might say, you know what, I know how to help businesses. I don't understand. And maybe they'd have put their head down and, and really pushed on and tried to help the businesses and, and not really um, understood what they had to do at the, on the government side and ultimately not been when they had to implement these two things together. So I think that I think your point is really good that you you need to, you know, find someone in the organization that can help you that can guide and tell you what you know what steps you need to follow so that you can um, figure out how to fit into their mold. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. That's excellent. That's excellent. So you um, you've done all this, um, but they hired you when you said, "Hey, there's these three events or something that you have to do in the next few months." Uh, in addition, so uh, when you took the job, did you know that you were going to have to deal with all this TIF stuff, or how did that work? Why, you know, why did you um, why did you want to get into economic development? So this, I love my story on how I got involved in this. As you noted, I've got yoga in my background, which just kept me sane through all of this. By the way, so I'll tell you how it started. So I was walking with a friend in town. We were walking around the park, and. I just looked around to her, at her and I said, we've been friends for X amount of years and we always meet at the coffee shop. We've done this, but you know what? I don't know my town. I don't know if I'm just pointing to a business. I don't know who owns that. And what I said to her is, I would really like to get to know my town. Better. I think that's exactly where it started. It was not intentional. I ended up working for Pierce Community Center, which is a local business. It's a nonprofit business and it is all, it's the, it's our center that it's a fitness center and it also has a pool. It's a really great place to work. And so I was already working there with yoga, but I took up the marketing position and helped them out with that. Through that, I, I was, one of my jobs was to go to a marketing and tourism committee meeting. And so for a year or so, that's how I got in, that's how I got connected with the government. So I knew how that program ran and I was familiar with the mayor at that time. Then one day the current that the current economic development director came into Pierce and she was dropping off something, probably flyers for an event. And I was just chatting with her and she said, Oh, I just want to let you know that I'll be leaving in May. And I thought, I've seen her do, I've seen her around. And I wonder what she does. I wonder if that would be an interesting job. Wonder what that entails. Did not do mm -hmm. anything. Did nothing. Just was curious. Just a little thought. Went back to work because I really enjoyed my job at Pierce. 
And then the next day I was just walking through, I passed a coworker and a coworker said, Hey, Amanda, did you know the economic development director position is open? That'd be a good job for you. And I said, I was curious about it. And now somebody said something. <laughs> and of course I did nothing. And I went back to work. And then about two days later, I went into the office manager's office and her office was next to mine. And I was just turning in some paperwork and she looks up at me and she goes, Amanda, do you know there's an economic development position available? You would be really good at that. And I thought, I went back to my desk and I thought, wow, I think I'm really hearing something here. I really should look into this. So I called the economic development director at the time. And I said, could we just schedule time to talk? And when she talked about the position, what it entailed, um, I'm like, you know what? I think I can do this. So I sent my application in and I got the job. That was the universe trying to tell you something. <laughs> yeah, I know. Knock, 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 knock. <laughs> yes, exactly. Huh. Interesting. So, um, have you gotten to know your community now? Have you been, you know, successful in learning, you know, who owns what and and how things work? Absolutely. So, yes, I I know quite a bit of my community just by stopping in, going to visit them, see who they are, see what their needs are, and that's a lot of the reason that the TIF was so successful is knowing who in the community was still willing to take a risk when it was scary to take a risk because that's in just off of 2020, people aren't thinking so much growth. They're thinking maintaining, but just being able to talk it out. And it's fun to be able to talk to the businesses and um, hear their stories, um, hear why they're doing what they're doing, hear their vision for we want to see Chillicothe becoming. So walk me through what a, one of these visits would be like. You, you know, you go into a business and... It, like... Here's my... So my first... <laughs> my first with a couple of them were not so great. And uh, I'm really determined. I'm really determined not just to win them over, but to show them that I really cared about it takes persistence because um, I, I had some, they didn't necessarily shut the door, but they hadn't worked in the past. And so what I told them, I said, well, that's the path. I'm new and this is how I operate. See you next week. And so I just came back and talked to them again. And, you know, I just wore them down. That's what I did. I just, I'm like, I'm not giving up on you. We are going to do this. And then we have some of the best relationships with our, I do, I just have some of the best relationships with our businesses because they work so hard. They have so many challenges and they have such a great vision for our town. And you just have to cheer that on. It's just amazing. How is your position, um, you know, how has it helped to make the community better? What have, is it the vision? Is it just this C? All of those things. So it's really, we have a comprehensive plan it, and it's from 2014. And by the time I got to it, I was already doing what it said I wanted to do in the comprehensive plan. So what it is, is together saying, hey, here's what we want to do. We want to, we want to increase. The first thing they said is we need foot traffic. And I said, okay, what are you doing? for foot tra uh, traffic, and then what can I do to help you? I think a lot of businesses and a lot of communities have that same question. Sure, so create events. Um, we also, we work with the Chillicothe Chamber as well. 
Um, we have social events just on that street alone because quite a few of our retailers are there. But we've also developed, um, and it's we called it Second Saturday Market, but it's really switched to just Chillicothe Second Saturday because it's the day through communication and saying, hey, we're going to we're going to try this plan. We want to include everyone that's a retail business, and we're going to begin promoting that because this is the day we want um, people to come and experience what shopping in Chillicothe is like. So it's called Second Saturday. And we have been doing that since 2019. And our business currently report that that is, our businesses currently report that that is their biggest day of shopping. So that's just one one thing. Wow. Okay. That works. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Just let's stick together because, you know, we are better together than we right. are separate. It's that's just how it is. I think I may have heard that I'm on sure. your show. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, that we're just, but we're better together. And I'm like, yes, that's what we're doing. So has this, so have all of your activities and maybe this is too much to put on you, but have you brought the community together in addition to bringing the businesses together by helping put on these events that activate the downtown? I think it's a collaboration. And I think that there is a willingness on the business side to let's, they were already, uh, a few of them were already marketing one another. So a few of similar businesses were always saying, if you don't, if we don't have it here, other three places. So you could already see that. So what I did is um, expand that a little bit. Let's include all the retail and here's do that. Um, that's how we do it. That makes sense. That's excellent. And I think those are, you know, it's kind of, but at the time, small businesses don't want, um, you know, they, they, like you said, they shut the door in your face sort of the first few times you went in and, and them down with your persistence and your cheerfulness, <laughs> your optimism, you know, because they're, you know, they've been doing the same thing for, for so stuck in there. You have to just say, no, let's, you know, things can be brighter and you make such a difference. I agree. I think right place at the right time. And also just the businesses, businesses are stuck in day-to-day, many of them. Let's say it this way. Many of them are just stuck in, let's put out this fire today. We've got to do these things. And your job may be like that because sometimes my job is like that. So by being able to go into, um, remind them of the vision, learn about why they got into the business. And I think that's super important. Learn their why. So why did they choose kind of, Dane, like you said, why did you get into economic development? So it's, I'm asking them, why did you choose this particular type of business? Learning their why. And then as we're talking and they're working through that day-to-day, remind them of the bigger vision and why they got started in it so that they get out of that task-oriented and into, into a wider view, that, you know, that, that, that big, big view of where we can go with these skills, with these businesses, what we can do as a community. Right. And I think that's excellent advice, not just for our businesses, but for, for all of us, you know, we all, we all have stories about how we got to where we are and how we got into doing whatever it is we're doing. And we do need to remember that we do need to remember the big picture so that we don't get stuck in the, the minutia of the day to day and the dreariness that maybe comes along with having to do the same thing over and over again. 
And it's good that you're there on the ground to remind them. One of my experiences that I want everybody to be able to share, this is why I love my community so much. From my house, I can walk a few blocks down to historic downtown. I can walk to the place that I want to eat at. I can time everything right, go see a movie. And then after a movie, I can go head to the place that's open late, that serves coffee and drinks. And I can make a whole evening. And I don't have to get in my car to do that. I can just walk down. Now, sometimes are. Um, but also in our town, you can use your golf cart because that's acceptable. They, they um, passed, I believe it is passed now. Um, oh, um, we're going to see, we're going to see some new vehicles. Um, but there's the walkability. And because I love that so much, that's the thing that I want to share with other people. And I want to do it with all the, as many people as I can. So all the businesses together and let's go promote this. Let's go market this. Let's remind people that there are places that you can just really take your time, spend the evening or spend the day shopping and head back home and just feel so great because you get to know these business owners. They're amazing people, hardworking people. And it's, it's, it's what I experience. And I just want to share, just expand and include who, who else wants to do this? So one of the things that we had to do when we got everybody together, have um, a first two meeting. It's, it's every month on the first Tuesday, 7.30 a.m. Businesses can come, anybody actually can come. And then we just talk about what do we need? What kind of events would we like? Kind of an, uh, brainstorming. And out of that came a couple of things. We learned that 80% of our the income coming in from our businesses was coming from out of town. That our local people, yes, there were there were people that were supporting it, but as you would think, you would think that the local people would go to the um could be their hours. That, and I don't know exactly why, but let's focus on what works. So if there's more people that come in that are tourism that are coming through, then we were wondering how do we get connected to our community because our local paper would longer let us do press releases they just put in whatever they want so our local um i a small business owner called their small business called limelight communications and they used to do magazines and things like that and i said would you be interested in starting um and now you wouldn't go tell you wouldn't you wouldn't tell municipalities right now that hey you guys start in the paper industry because go to newspaper because people really need that you wouldn't say that use digital you know do all these great things but our population we need all of it that's what i'm saying is we need all of it and we lost something that people a way to communicate to our residents that we really need now like i said it wouldn't work in every situation case they they've had their third issue and people can't wait to read about hometown heroes they can't wait to read about who's in the spotlight and you get comments on it that people will, will comment and say, hey, I saw you in the paper. Or, hey, I saw you. And this has really brought the community together. And I see really happening um, with that because it was just a much that was that was filled. So that's a, a good point. I mean, we think of economic development, uh, especially in the you know, the attraction side of economic development, where we're finding businesses and bringing them into communities, we f- we think of ourselves as gap fillers. So it's looking for those things that are needed. 
that are missing, those gaps, and seeing what resources do you have in your community and can they be filled? Right. If uh, a business needs some financing to make it work, we're going to go out and we're going to, you know, find work or find a program grant or something that'll that'll fill that gap that they have. But you're you need to just go look at your community and find the gaps that are, and then figure out. Absolutely, right. absolutely. And then everyone wins. Right. So, is this newspaper that that this this new newspaper is it profitable? Is it gonna, you know, is it gonna survive or is it? You know, is this sort of a, a, an effort of, of love and, of and, you know, how does that work? So far, so good. We have good reports. And just the latest report is, I think we were at 12 pages for the first three. The community is also writing the articles. So oh. people know who's writing and they know about the people. Um, so is my understanding that the next issue is going to up to 16 pages because they so much support eyes and so much support with articles and things like that so so good but we are we're just in the beginning stages um so i'm going to steal that idea for someplace that's a great idea in the meantime one of the things that was key for my education and the success of my position was also getting in contact with our regional economic development and that's greater peoria economic development that is a fantastic group. And they have meetings each month where um, there's educational meetings. There's, hey, what are you doing in your community? They want to know. They serve a large organization. And that's headed by Chris Setti. And he does an amazing job. He's, he is so much fun to listen to because he's also, he's got such a great attitude for living in Peoria. And he said, he said, sometimes, it's the local people who have a bad attitude about it. But when other people come and they see what you've got, they love it. The same for Chillicothe as well. We're a small town. Um, and when we, our families come and our friends come, they look around, they see all the things that are about, um, all of those things amazing. It's an attitude. It is an attitude. It is absolutely an attitude. Yeah. This is... If you don't love where you're, love where you're at and what you do something else because you're not helping anybody by being a grumpy monkey, you know, just, just it and love it and promote it. Um, because it, it's it, that excitement spreads and people need good news. They need things to be excited about. So I think you've done an excellent job and you are absolutely the right pl person in the right place at the right time. Well, what I would do, I would take you down observation tower. I would drag you in and out this and tell you um, all about them, including the ones with this, with the, that have won state awards and um, talk to you about it. It is just an amazing thing. In fact, one of the things that I did, I was coming back and I saw a person at, they were paying their water bill or getting some information on their water bill. And they said, I'm new. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm new and I'm just trying. So I handed them the flyer that showed them all the little businesses and things like that. I said, do you have 10 minutes? Because we're downtown. And they go, yeah. And I grabbed them and I took them up and down the two blocks of historic downtown, stopped in to triple dipple, bought them some, some, uh, <laughs> some cheesecake and said, this is the best cheesecake anywhere. You've just have to try it. And he, he says, no, I'll, I'll give it to my son. I want to taste it first. He might not get any at all. Went back hall and he goes, he just stops at the end. And I said, thank you for 
for sharing your time with me. And he looks at me and he said, you know, I've lived a lot. I have never had that um, in any of the other places that I lived. So, Wow. Yeah. That, <laughs> like I said, you are a great cheerleader for the place. And that's an excellent idea. Tours for, um, you know, locals. That's great. Oh, man. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, listen, this has been a wonderful conversation. You have made me interested in Chillicothe, but you've also, um, I hope, ignited or reignited uh, a general love for you know downtowns and and small communities. This pick up our eyes and look and remember why it is that we're doing what we're doing. So thank you so much. You've been listening to the Econ Dev Show with Dane Carlson. If you're an economic developer who never stops learning, for more expert strategies, fresh insights, and new ideas to take your career, organization, and your community to the next level, visit us on the web at econdevshow.com.